Hare Krishna. A warm welcome to all of you for today's very, very special Gita Live session. Today we have a very, very interesting topic at hand. And the topic is destiny and free will. To what extent is our life driven by predestined so-called karma? To what extent everything is going on as per destiny? Do we have a choice to pan out our lives? So we'll get into these discussions today. Before we start, let's pray to Lord Shri Krishna, Srila Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and seek their blessings so that we can have meaningful discussion with wonderful insights. So please join me in offering these prayers. You can fold your hands and you can chant these prayers along with me. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Around three and a half years ago when we first moved in to Mumbai, we were given one apartment, a place where we used to stay initially by one of our well-wishers, till we find an appropriate place for about six to one year, six months to one year, we stayed at that place and it was in a very, very wonderful surroundings, Hirandani Gardens in Pawai. And one of our neighbors, he was very, very rich, very wealthy gentleman, Gujarati gentleman. He had two BMWs, 
one Audi car and we used to interact with him. He used to go to office for about three to four hours. Mostly he would work from home. And uh, morning he would go to play tennis. Living very comfortably. And in the same building, when I used to go for a walk in the morning, sometimes I would interact with, you know, the security men or the people who come in that building to work. So one of the security men, when I was speaking to him, I was just a little inquisitive as to how many hours he has to work in a day. What is the understanding he has with the employer? So he told me that he works seven days a week with no holidays, 12 hours in a day. Although we have labor laws in the country, but I don't know how things actually run at the ground level. He works for 12 hours, seven days a week and his salary monthly payout is 8,000 rupees. I'm talking about Mumbai. And then I was a little inquisitive as to how can he manage to live in Mumbai with 8,000 rupees salary. So he told me that he's from Bihar and uh, about five, six of them share a room, a small room about eight kilometers from Pawai. And he says uh, the rent is about 8,000 rupees. So about five of them sharing it comes to about one and a half thousand rupees per person and they cook themselves. I mean, among themselves, they take turns and cook. And still out of this 8,000, about three or 4,000 rupees he's, managed, he's able to save and send back to his house. So I asked him, how do you commute? How do you travel? It's about six kilometers from Pawai. How do you travel? So he says, I walk daily up and down. So I said, why don't you take a bus? I'm sure Mumbai has a lot of, it's known for trains, for public transport, buses. So he said, one side, the bus ticket is around 20 rupees. If I were to travel by bus daily, what will I save? How will I survive? Now take a scenario, a person working 12 hours a day, 30 days in a month with no leaves, working sincerely, getting 8,000 rupees, cannot afford a public transport. And there is another gentleman staying in the same building, working for three or four hours, working from home and filthy rich, having an Audi, two BMWs, living in opulence. Sometimes it looks like it's unfair. There is no justice. So today's session, we will talk about what is destiny. If hard work was to result in good life, prosperity, richness, then a lot of people in this world should be rich. 
There are a lot of people who are working quite sincerely, working quite hard. So what is that force which is acting in this world whereby some people are living in opulence, all comforts, and some people are living in abject poverty. What is the role of destiny? What is within our hands and what is not within our hands? Not in our circle of influence. So that's the topic for the day. Like we did in the last session, I will cover only three important aspects today. Like we did last week, I would require you to request you to make note of those three important points and we'll recap so that at the end of the session we go back with three major points, three important learnings. And if we were to just remember these three points, we will know the gist, the essence of what we discussed today. So we'll begin the first point. The first point is we are not robbers or robots. I don't know how you pronounce it. We all have heard about robots. These days we are living in a world where many things are getting automated. So a time will come when many things will be driven by like the waiters in the hotels, in the restaurants, we will have robots who will be serving to the customers. So are we like robots, programmed, everything is destined, we have no free will, someone up there is controlling our lives. What is the truth? So the first point is, we are not the robots. It is not that everything is destined. We have no choice, we have no free will. We are helplessly acting based on some programs which are driving us. No, it is not a fact. Having said that, we should avoid two extremes. One extreme is, we are completely independent. We can do anything and everything, whatever we wish to do, whatever we want to achieve in life, we can achieve it. So that's one extreme. Everything is in our hands. We can do anything and everything. Just that we have to work hard, work sincerely and we can achieve it. So that's one extreme understanding. The other extreme understanding is everything is destined. Agar meri kismat mein likha hua hai, to milega, nahi likha hua hai, to nahi milega. That's the other extreme. If you remember, I had shared with you last week about the example of a cow tied to a pole with a rope. Let's take that same example. If the length of the rope is 
10 meters, the cow is free to move in the radius of 10 meters. It has freedom. But moment it tries to go beyond 10 meters, the ropes pulls it back or restricts its movement. So likewise, we also have something which is driven by destiny. There are forces acting on us and there is some element of freedom or choice which we can exercise. So it's a marriage of these two forces. We have the choice within us, just like the cow, it can move freely in that 10 meters radius. But beyond 10 meters, the rope will restrict the cow. So there are some restricting forces which are acting, which we can call it fate, which we can call it destiny. But we also have a free will. Now many people ask this question, why has God given us free will? Hamare ko choice diya kyun hai? If Lord were to drive our lives and the Lord is all good, sab kuch achha hota na? We wouldn't have people doing wrong things, making wrong decisions. It would be so nice. The world would be such a wonderful place to live. There won't be any terrorists. There won't be any communal riots. Everything will be driven by the will of the Lord. Why has Lord given us free will? The answer is, if there is no free will, if there is no choice given to us, we are like the robots. Robots can act and do many intelligent things, but they don't have a choice. There's a program which is driving them. If a robot was to program to say, I love you, and the program executes and the robot says, I love you, I'm sure you will not get that pleasure which a person will get when a live person who has a free will using his choice comes forward and says, I love you. One time there was a boy in love with a girl. He tried proposing many, many times. Eventually, he saw there is always a pushback from the girl. He became very desperate and one day went to the girl's place with a revolver in his hand. And with the revolver on the back of the girl's neck, she said, you better love me. Tell me that you love me. Otherwise, I'll shoot you. I'll kill you. So girl out of fear, out of panic, raised both hands. You know, we surrender at times. So the girl raised both hands out of fear with revolver behind on her neck. Says, I love you. I love you. 
but that kind of a love which is forced has no meaning lord can force us he is all powerful he can force us to do right things he can force us to obey him he can force us to love him he can force us to serve him but that service that love will not be pleasing to the lord i gave you example just like a robot if it is programmed to tell that i love you that love has no meaning because it is not coming out of the choice so the lord has given us a free will to every one of us that's why in the bhagavad gita after speaking the entire gita he tells krishna he tells arjuna now you choose if you want to fight or you want to withdraw from the battlefield and arjuna says karishye vachanam tava i will act as you have instructed me still arjuna had a choice so we are so the point first point which we have to very clearly understand we have a choice we have a free will we are not like robots we can change our destiny but having said that we are not supremely independent we are not supremely free there are there is some force which is acting on us like the example of a cow the rope will restrict the movement of a cow beyond 10 meters so i would like all of you to help me with the first point in the live chat section can you please type out like we did last time what is the first point which we have understood based on the discussion so far we are not the robots yes we are not the robots chanchal shah chandravesh trivari got inputs i request all others to also type in it just helps us reinforce the learning we are not the robots everything is not destined we have a choice that's why scriptures are inviting us telling us instructing us to make proper use of the choices which we have the free will which lord has given us asatoma satgamaya you are in darkness make the right choices so that we can come to light so thank you very much so we have lot of people writing in the first point is we are not the robots thank you very much the second point is human life is very special i repeat human life is very very special although we have free will the living entity the atma being amsha of the lord lord has given us free will choice but that free will varies from species to species person to person like 
I gave example of cow. The cow can be tied to a pole with a rope. The length could be 2 meters, could be 5 meters, could be 10 meters, could be 20 meters. There are 84 lakh species of life. Churasi lakh yonia. In the tree form, Ped Podon ki dunya mein, they cannot move. They don't have a choice if it is raining, winds are blowing. They don't have a choice that they can move and take shelter of. Just like human being, when it rains, we take shelter of some place where we can save ourselves from the rain. They don't have a choice. They cannot move. Animals like carnivores, they don't have a choice. A tiger cannot choose to be a vegetarian. As per force of destiny, it has to eat a particular type of food only. So if you see, compared to other life forms, in human form of life, we have far more developed free will. Even when we have traveled by air, you know, we are given a choice, sir, veg or non-veg, what do you want? And we can choose. Today, at 4.30 Gita Life session, we had a choice to attend it now, live, or to attend it later on, or not to attend the session. We had a choice. So in human form of life, the choice is far more developed. That's why human form of life is like a junction. We can make the right choices and elevate our life, elevate our consciousness, or we can make wrong choices and degrade and get more and more entangled in this world. That's why in human form of life, it is very, very important that we choose the right kind of association. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Kaye, Lab Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoye. If we have the right association, we will make the right choices. So human form of life is very, very special. This is the second point. Because in human form of life, we have got developed choice. And by making right use of choice, we have the right use of free will, which Lord has blessed us with. We can elevate our consciousness purify our lives and we can also extricate ourselves from this cycle of birth and death which is also called mukti or moksha in no other life forms as animals you cannot achieve moksha in other life forms you cannot understand about god who i am where do i come from what happens after death? That's why our scripture says, Atha to 
ब्रह्म जिज्ञासा नाउ दैट वी हैव गॉट द ह्यूमन बर्थ लेट अस फोकस ऑन ब्रह्म जिज्ञासा अंडरस्टैंडिंग अबाउट द लॉर्ड फोकस ऑन सेल्फ रियलाइजेशन सो द सेकंड पॉइंट इज ह्यूमन लाइफ इज वेरी वेरी स्पेशल इट्स अ रेयर ऑपर्चुनिटी वेयर वी कैन थ्रू राइट एसोसिएशन अंडरस्टैंड यस something is destined something is in my control by making the right choices i can purify my existence disentangle myself from this material existence and go back to the spiritual world so this is the second point before we get into kirtans one time there was a group of researchers trying to figure out why there is so much of uneven distribution of wealth as i shared with you the example earlier that security man got getting 8000 rupees we know that in this world a lot of people are living in poverty below poverty line and few people are very wealthy in fact that pareto law 80 20 principle also is applicable which says that 20% people in this world own 80% of the total wealth in fact there was an article which says that eight richest people in this world just eight richest people in the world their wealth is equivalent to the wealth owned by 3.8 billion people in this world so in that sense there is very lot of disparity in this world as far as wealth distribution is concerned so this research was all about why it is like this as we know we have studied in our textbooks about the bell curve or which is also called the normal distribution curve when it comes to understanding about height weight if you we were to map it if you we were to tabulate it and make a graph we will invariably the curve will be like a bell curve where we have an average average height of individuals and there are some people who are above average and some people below average just like in a bell curve and on either side it tapers off very few people will be there where height is you know quite abnormal and there are very very few people where they are abnormal in the sense they are 6 feet 10 inches 7 feet 2 inches very few people by and large there is an average and a lot of people above average a lot of people below average and it follows a normal distribution curve 
even in terms of height weight in terms of number of hours a person is working if you were to tabulate it and make a graph it will be a bell curve on an average let's say a person works 8 hours in a day so there will be some people working 12 hours 14 hours and some people working 3 hours 4 hours so it will again form a bell curve so when this research was happening they found something very interesting when it came to the results of the work on an average everyone is working and you know as as i said 8 hours 9 hours in a day but when it comes to result they found that if they were to map that results it does not follow the normal distribution curve or the bell curve there are people working 8 hours and earning billions of dollars and there are people working 12 hours 14 hours and getting 10,000 rupees the normal understanding is if a person works hard if he uses his intelligence if he works sincerely he should earn a lot of money become successful and be rich but the researchers saw that there are people who are working hard working sincerely putting in 10 hours 12 hours a day but when it comes to how much they are earning it is not following the bell curve the normal distribution pattern so in a computer simulation they introduced a parameter called luck generally before exams or even before some events we say best of luck so they introduced a parameter called luck and when they introduced this parameter luck in that equation in that computer simulation model and introduced it randomly the outcome of that program or that simulation was following the normal distribution and was following the Pareto law that 80-20 principle 20% people owning 80% of wealth so the conclusion of that research was randomness is an intrinsic principle in this world in other words many things are happening randomly you cannot explain otherwise how do you explain a person working for four hours five hours earning a lot of money and a person putting in 12 hours a day is not able to earn even 10,000 rupees a month if you were to talk about sincere work hard work yes he is also working very sincerely if you were to talk about no no that person is not as intelligent as sharp he was blessed with that intelligence in fact the person who was you know earning a lot of money by working three hours four hours he did not consciously choose his intelligence maybe he would have attended some training shop workshops or maybe attended some college or some course which would have 
improved his analytical skills, but basic ingredient he has been blessed with. Our scriptures say these four things, which is our birth, beauty, opulence, and intelligence, we get based on our karma. Janma, Aishwarya, Shruta, Shri. We get based on our karma. It is not purely out of hard work. So many times we think that there is randomness in this world. We don't know many things, why things are happening the way they are happening. Why good things are happening to bad people, bad things are happening to good people. And many times it is very bewildering. For a person who is in village who does not know about the laws operating, for him when he sees an airplane, it's a miracle. They don't know how it is flying, why it is flying. Because the normal understanding is when you throw something up, if it is heavy, it should fall down because of law of gravity. But here we see a jumbo jet 737 with, you know, with 300 odd passengers flying in the sky. But an aerospace engineer knows exactly why the airplane is flying. So likewise, spiritual scientists, great acharyas, self-realized souls who have good understanding of scriptures know exactly what is destiny and what is free will. Why somebody is rich, why somebody is poor. What is the role of karma? What is the role of daivam, the Lord? In fact, this whole science, this whole understanding is explained by the Lord himself in the Bhagavad Gita, in our scriptures, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, with many, many examples. Just like for an aerospace engineer, it is very clear what laws are operating because of which the airplane is flying. Likewise, with this spiritual science, with the right understanding, one can clearly see why good things are happening to bad people and bad things are happening to good people. Why somebody is very rich and why somebody, in spite of working very hard, very sincerely, is very, very poor. So the second point I want all of you to make note of and let us type it out to reinforce our learning. Human life is very, very special. So please help me by typing this out and let us reinforce our learning that how this human form of life is a very, very special gift whereby by right use of our free will, by exercising our choice in association of right kind of people, we can elevate our lives, we can change our destiny. So we'll now have some kirtans before we get into the third point. So we thought it will be nice if we can have some nice song glorifying Radharani and also take you through some places in Vrindavan which are related to pastimes of 
Radharani. So we'll hear this beautiful Kirtan and song and immediately after this we'll continue our discussion and come to the third point of today's uh, topic. वन में सुन रखताओं में काली दह पर अद्वैत वट में तान गली में तान गली में गुमान गली में वो कुंज गली में शिवा कुंज में प्रेम गली में श्रीनार वट में चीर घाट में किसी घाट में वन जी में वंशी वट पे ज्ञान गोदड़ी श्री राधे 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 बरसाने वाली राधे श्री राधे 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 बरसाने वाली राधे दोनों हाथ से ताली की सेवा करते हुए श्री राधे 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 बरसाने वाली राधे भी बोले श्री राधा राधा 
खंडी महादेव श्रेष्ठ कुंज वन में राधा वन में झूलन वन में बारह घाट पे सूर्य घाट पे युगल घाट पे बिहार घाट पे अंधेर घाट पे श्रीतार घाट पे श्री भ्रमर घाट पे श्री पानी घाट पे जामुंडा देवी कदम्ब में वृंदावन का कण कण बोले श्री राधा राधा श्री राधे श्री यमुना जी की लहरें बोले श्री राधा राधा श्री राधा राधा श्री राधा राधा श्याम सुंदर की वंशी बोले श्री राधा पता भी बोले श्री राधा राधा मथुरा में प्रवेश कर रहे हैं श्री मथुरा जी में श्री जन्मभूमि पे केशव देव जी श्री द्वारिकाधीश जी भूतेश्वर पे विश्राम घाट पे श्री स्वामी घाट पे मधुबन जी में मधुकुंड पे रंगेश्वर महादेव ज्ञान बापी में महाविद्या देवी भज मन श्री राधे गोपाल भज मन श्री राधे मन श्री राधे गोपाल भज मन श्री राधे गोपाल भज मन श्री राधे आइए अब मथुरा जी से आगे चलिए काल वन में कुमुद वन में दतिया जी में गोराई गांव में छठी करा में करुण गोविंद में गंधेश्वरी देवी खेचरी गांव में शांतनुकुंड पे बहुला वन में शकना गांव में दोष गांव में बिहार वन में बसोदी गांव में राजग्राम में माधुरी कुंड पे मयूर गांव में 
first two points the first point i mentioned we are not robots 
second point was human life is very very special we have free will but right use of the choices the free will in right association with right understanding we can elevate our life and change our destiny so that's the second point the third point is controversial some of you may not fully agree with it it requires deeper understanding of our scriptures but nevertheless i will take this opportunity to mention the point and the third point is our sukha and dukha in this life is destined we cannot change it this is in contradiction to the way the world is running all of us are working hard to increase happiness and to decrease our dukha the understanding is that if we work hard if we do right kind of things we can increase our happiness and decrease our suffering therefore everyone is working very hard to earn more money so that we can increase our sukha but our scripture say sukha and dukha is destined in this life now somebody may say that how can you say swami ji we see that people have worked hard they have earned lot of money and they have grown in their career and have become happy our scriptures point out just like this is a very very important point for us to understand just like no one of us nobody works hard to get dukha in their life but still dukha comes some people suffer so much and some people suffer very less we are not working hard for it nobody is working hard that he is so miserable let me also work hard so that i can also invite more misery in my life but in spite of we not working for dukha we all get different amounts of dukha likewise based on destiny even without we working hard what sukha is destined to us will come to us that's how some people who work 4 hours 5 hours appear to be very very rich and happy appear to be okay let's not connect richness and money or wealth to sukha but there are some people who are happy and some people in spite of money are miserable are going through lot of dukha in their life so prabhupad was once asked does that mean that you are indicating that we have to believe in a theory of fatalism fatalism means everything is as per our fate so prabhupad said as far as sukha dukha is concerned it is destined this is how the world has been destined so that a wise man an intelligent man does not waste his time to increase his sukha and decrease his dukha rather utilizes his time for self realization for god realization 
for purification of his consciousness, for elevating his life, that we can change. How much we grow spiritually is not destined. How much we can come closer to the Lord is not destined. By right association, we can take the right steps to evolve spiritually, to grow in self-realization. So, if we don't understand this law, we will foolishly waste a lot of time thinking that by working hard, I will increase my sukha and decrease my dukha. Bhagavatam is saying, just like we don't work hard for dukha and dukha comes in our life, likewise what is destined to us, what happiness is destined to us will come to us even though we do not work very hard for it. We should work as a matter of duty. Not believing that by working very very hard I will increase my sukha. Whatever my responsibilities are, whatever my duties are, I execute it sincerely without working so hard thinking that I will change my sukha and increase my material so-called opulence. So I'll just read out few important quotes from our scriptures, from Srila Prabhupada's teachings. In this material world or in any form of life, there is some so-called happiness and so-called distress. We all have experienced it. We all have experienced happiness. We also have experienced distress. No one invites distress in order to suffer. No one invites distress in order to suffer. But still it comes. Similarly, if we do not endeavor to obtain advantages of material happiness, we shall obtain them automatically. Thus, there is no need to waste time and energy fighting against distress or working hard for happiness. Our only business in human form of life I mentioned the second point, human life is very, very rare, is very, very special. We have got free will, we have an ability to make choices, we have got intelligence to understand higher things. In human form of life, what are we supposed to do? Our only business is human form of life should be to revive our relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead and thus become qualified to return home back to Godhead. So we should endeavor and work hard for that. This is what our scriptures is saying. In due course of time, just like Dukha is served to us based on our karma, based on our karma, the Sukha will also be served even though we do not work hard to achieve that Sukha. So this is a very, very important point. For many of us, it will be difficult to digest. As I mentioned earlier, it may look very controversial. But if we contemplate and introspect deeply, we will say that yes, it makes sense. So then Srila Prabhupada says, destiny is extremely strong. 
the forces of kala, the forces of karma, we cannot easily undermine. Destiny is extremely strong. But one can change destiny if one comes to the platform of Krishna consciousness. By Lord's grace, by Lord's mercy, just like the cow is tied to a pole with a rope, the cow on its own cannot change the length of the rope. The cow can move freely in the 10 meters radius, but the cow man who has tied the cow can change the length of the rope, can make that rope 6 meters, can also let the, low, the rope little more loose and make it 12 meters. So that's why in human form of life, Athato Brahma Jigyasa, Asatoma Satgamaya. So that is what our scriptures are talking about. So this is the third point, which is material Sukha and Dukha is destined. So we should not over endeavor to achieve happiness and to minimize distress. Rather, we should endeavor for that gain which we cannot get in other life forms. Material Sukha Dukha is there in other life forms also. But we should endeavor hard for that gain, that ultimate gain which is only possible in human form of life. So the third point is Sukha and Dukha is destined. But somebody may say that we have seen that people have worked hard, gone through a lot of hardships and now they have, you know, risen up in life. For that the understanding is, just like assuming a person is asked to carry 20 kgs of weight on his head. Let's say he is carrying that bundle on his head. Now it starts paining, the head starts aching because of the weight. So the person may take that weight from his head and put on his shoulder. Momentarily there is relief as far as the pain on his head is concerned. But very soon his shoulders will start paining. Although material Sukha and Dukha are destined, but details are not destined. That's why we see that by working hard, somebody has amassed a lot of wealth as if he has changed his Sukha, as if he has changed his destiny. And we think that by working hard, by working over endeavoring, we'll be able to change things dramatically. Yes, the details can be changed, just like we have an option of either putting the weight on the head or on the shoulder, on the right shoulder or on the left shoulder. But still we have to carry the weight. So likewise, based on our karmic reactions, we have to undergo some Sukha and Dukha. The details can vary. That's why it is bewildering at times. But the sum total of Sukha and Dukha which a person has to undergo is destined. Therefore, our scripture is saying, let us not waste and over endeavor for material Sukha and Dukha. Rather, endeavor for that ultimate goal 
which is not possible to achieve in other life forms. So I request all of you to type on the live chat the third point. The third point starts with material sukha and dukha fill in the blanks. So I request all of you to type it out and if possible all three points. The first point was we are not robots. Second human life is very very special and third point is material sukha and dukha is destined, it's fixed. Having said that, we'll take some questions and I'm sure since it's controversial, we'll have a lot of people objecting to this understanding and asking doubts related to that. We'll cover that as we move forward. Uh, question is from Mushkan Garg, is marriage predestined or do we have free will to choose? I think we have a choice. And uh, having said that, it will be a mix of both. As I mentioned, two extremes, we have complete freedom, we can make all choices, that's also wrong understanding and uh, everything is destined, everything is written on our forehead, that also is a wrong understanding. So it's a mix of both. Yes, we have a choice, but behind that there are other forces also working our karmic bank account which is acting on us, the kala, the sukha and dukha which we are destined, all that will play a role in we making those choices. This question is from Indrajit Kumar. So what about other forms of God creation? It means that only human form of life is special and can attain salvation. But Gajendra, he got salvation in animal form of life. So how do we justify it? In other life forms, Gajendra is an exception because in his previous life, Gajendra was a devotee of Lord. As I mentioned, human form of life is a junction. We can either degrade or we can elevate. Just like Bharat Maharaj in Srimad Bhagavatam, in his next life, because he had got attached to deer, he became a deer for one life. And life after that he became Jadabharat. So even Gajendra was a great devotee of the Lord. But because of his some actions, he got the body of an elephant in next life. Hence, he could remember the Lord when he was in distress. But otherwise, in other life forms, it is difficult for us. We don't have the developed intelligence to understand Athato Brahma Jigyasa is not possible in other life forms. Therefore, it is said that human life is very, very special. This question is from Chandrasekhar. If I am unable to follow a regulative principle even after putting multiple effort, is it due to my destiny where my body is made such that it can't follow the given regulative principle? As I mentioned, every one of us are a bundle of something which we can do which is within our circle of influence and something which we cannot do there's a force of destiny the force of kala which will restrict us just like that example of a cow it can move freely also 
but beyond a point it will be pulled back let's get that point very very clear everything is not within our hand so having said that we try our best to follow the principles and especially if the spiritual principles are involved it is said that mukham karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim by the mercy of a devotee by the mercy of spiritual master by mercy of the lord even a blind man can see even a dumb man can can read eloquent poetry a lame man can climb mountains mukham karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim pangum means a lame man can cross mountains so when it comes to endeavoring for the lord just like we have example of vanar sena the monkeys you know they were just monkeys but they could build a bridge to lanka by the grace of lord ramachandra so if we are not able to follow certain principles by the mercy of the lord by begging the lord we can even change our destiny like i gave example of that cow the cow man can change the length of the rope can even open the rope so that's why it is important that we depend on the lord especially when it comes to spiritual endeavors this question is from raghav maheshwari how to trigger enthusiasm for spiritual life the best way to trigger enthusiasm in spiritual life is to associate with devotees who are enthusiastic in spiritual life enthusiasm is contagious in these days we have a good example of you know coronavirus infection it's very very contagious it spreads very fast so likewise even enthusiasm is contagious if you associate with a person who is enthusiastic in spiritual life it will rub on you that enthusiasm will rub on you and you will also feel that yes i should also practice now it's a double edged sword if you associate with a person who is very enthusiastic about material accomplishments you will also become enthusiastic about material accomplishments so that's why we have got a free will using our intelligence we have to make the right choice this question is from vijay shanbag in your opinion how do you define hard work luck and destiny hard work has a role to play instead of working instead of over vendor over endeavoring we sincerely do our assigned duties our responsibilities many times people over endeavor for extra promotions for extra increments for pleasing the boss and at times they put a show we don't have to do that let us all sincerely work suppose let's say we are working in an office sincerely we work 8 hours 9 hours whatever work has been assigned to us and do not over endeavor thinking that by over endeavor i'll get quick promotions i will get a quick rise in my salary and i'll grow in my career let's not do that let's sincerely work and the balance time we try to endeavor in the direction of increasing our spiritual consciousness this question is from naval khanna can we say sukh and dukh is depending on our karma yes that's the right understanding sukha and dukha not only sukha and dukha 
it says janma aishwarya shruta shri our birth aishwarya the opulence shruta our intelligence and shri beauty is based on the karma the karmic reactions this question is from sangamesh patel if the man works very hard he will gain the success by his own intelligence but how karma works it is not true of a person works very hard he will gain success by his endeavor i gave example of the security guard he also works very hard he works 12 hard 12 hours a day 7 days a week but not necessary he is successful he is barely able to earn to put food in his mouth so it is not true by working hard you will get success in life it is not true hard work sincere work is one of the factors in fact in the bhagavad gita krishna talks about five factors and endeavor is one of them and the final the ultimate factor is daivam the supreme lord the sanction of the supreme lord can we get to questions no so i have some more questions <clears throat> This question is from Santosh Pujari. We should endeavor to gain the spiritual knowledge which is not possible in other forms. Yes, that's the right understanding. Material happiness and distress is available in all life forms. Generally, material happiness is happiness through sense gratification, enjoying our senses. Our scriptures say sense gratification is available in all life forms. even the monkeys you see in the forest they are engaged in all activities intermingling with opposite sex enjoying sexual pleasure but spiritual emancipation is not possible for them hence because human life is very very special and rarely achieved we should try to achieve we should endeavor for that end that objective that result which is not possible in other life forms this question is from muskan garg convey my consider my question this question is from pravin chandra fitwa material sukha and dukha vanishes when we realized who i am by hare krishna nama smaran which is very true when we chant the names of the lord when we become conscious of god yes even though material sukha and dukha comes in our life but we can insulate ourselves it will not affect us brahma bhuta prasannatma na shochati na kankshati when we become spiritually elevated although material sukha and dukha will come in our lives but how much impact it will have on me how much i'll be disturbed by distress and how much i'll be elevated by that happiness that i'll be able to easily control i'll be able to easily manage otherwise many times when dukha comes people are rattled for life death happens of near and dear ones they are not able to take that loss for years together but with elevated consciousness with spiritual consciousness all those sukha and dukha will come but that 
will be instrumental in making us more and more depend on Lord, more and more conscious of Lord. So that's the difference. This question is from Naval Khanna. We are not robots. Human life is very special. I think this is covered already. <clears throat> this question is from Roshan Lal Sharma. We are under control of Almighty. We are not robots. Destiny is still more powerful and Sukha and Dukha are also predestined. We cannot change actions of the Almighty. Yes, there is destiny, there is law of karma, a lot of things are on the basis of the karmic reactions, the actions which we have done in the past, in our previous lifetimes, but by the mercy of the Lord, by the grace of the Lord, by engaging in spiritual activities, we can change our sukha and dukha, our destiny. It is possible by the mercy of the Lord. The Lord is the supreme creator. He is the cause of all causes. He is the supreme controller. So let's remember that point very clearly. This question is from Vinita Vijay Sharma. What about children getting raped and killed? They did, they did not have a choice, neither any such spiritual understanding. Why then God doesn't inter intervene and save this is not an age to punish? Again, you may feel bad with this answer. Children may appear innocent, but as far as Atma is concerned, we are all eternal. Many times people get bewildered when they see, when the tsunami came, lot of people died in Chennai, in Tamil Nadu when the tsunami came few years back. And there were some videos of, you know, some children who also got killed. So that was very bewildering what mistake these children did. Innocent children, they also got killed mercilessly in the tsunami. We have to remember that Atma is eternal. This body is temporary. A child may be innocent in this life. He may not have done any wrong action. But the baggage of karmic reaction comes with the soul, life after life. So all of us get reactions based on the karma, not only of this life, but of our previous lives. So that understanding will help us reconcile these kind of observations. This question is from Jitendra Kumar Daya. Okay, this is, this question is from Akansha Agarwal. What about people who are born in very toxic environments, who are taught bad values? How will they realize God? They don't get an opportunity to attain salvation. There are 84 lakh species of life. Out of this 84 lakhs, 4 lakhs are human beings. One end of the spectrum of human beings are completely barbaric, uncultured, people who are, you know, tribals, who are having no access to God realization. So that's one end of the spectrum. 
the other end of the spectrum is pristine pure paramahamsas who are completely devoted to god realization who are self realized souls so somebody may be getting a human form of life but he is living in a very unfavorable circumstances possible but he will gradually with the right use of choice whatever little choice he has or by the mercy of a pure devotee of lord he will move on he will elevate his free will will expand that's why it is important yada yada hi dharma said glanir bhavati bharata the lord personally comes to establish dharmic principles to give his mercy to fallen souls and sends his representatives like shila prabhupad so that all fallen souls who are completely forgetful of lord can be revived their god consciousness can be revived so yes you are right not everyone will have access to because they are completely entangled and living in a toxic environment but by the mercy of a pure devotee of the lord by the mercy of the lord they will move on and get an opportunity in some life to practice god consciousness this question is from vinayak chorasia i am desiring to become a devotee of our spiritual master shri prabhupad is my is my desire wrong or what should i pursue job or to obtain money and the fruits i should even if we are desiring to become disciple of shila prabhupad and elevate spiritually we may have some material duties which we have to undertake which we have to which we are duty bound to execute we should not shun away from such duties the problem is earning money getting educated is required it's a means towards an end the end is self realization god realization the problem is when we forget that it's just a means to an end and earning money and earning our livelihood becomes an end that's the danger so if we are very clear that my goal is self realization or god realization we can engage in quote unquote worldly pursuits for meeting our ends as a means to an end and if we are also practicing the principles which krishna is teaching us in the bhagavad gita we will not get entangled in the bhagavad gita krishna gives example of the lotus the lotus is growing in a dirty pond this dirt all around but it is untouched by that dirt so if we practice this principles lead a god centered life and even though we are engaged in so called worldly duties because without money we cannot sustain we need money for sustenance for roti kapda makan there's nothing wrong in executing such worldly duties this question is from bal gopal dasa i am suffering a lot due to other person in my family if it, it, is it my karma or he is acting out of his free will and i am suffering whatever suffering we undergo in our life it has to do with 
the karmic reaction which we talked about in the session. But by the grace of the Lord, by the blessings of the Lord, we can mitigate that uh, suffering situation. Or even if we are not able to mitigate that situation, we can have the spiritual strength to withstand it without losing hope. This question is from Mrs. Padmini Varanasi. Is our destiny due to our past deeds, law of karma? The answer is yes. The law of karma, based on our karma, lot of things are destined. How much we can, how much we are entangled, how much we are free will, a lot is to do with our karmic reactions. Karmana daiva netrena jantur deha utpatyate. Even the body we get is to do with our karma. This question is from Ravindra Kumar. In the Rama and Mother, Kaiki loved Lord Rama and Bharat equally, but due to the influence of Mantara and exercising her free will, she wanted forest exile for Lord Ram. So the question is not complete. I'm sorry, uh, I'm not able to answer. This question is from Bharat Kumar. He knows present, past and future. So Krishna doesn't know our spiritual future since it depends on our decision. It's a good question. Many times we say that the Lord is the knower of past, present and future. Our future is not, so to say, fixed. The Lord knows our future because He knows the past and He knows the way we are exercising our free will in present. So in that sense, our future is not static. 10 years from now, where will you be? What will you be doing? How much self-realized you will be is not fixed. This is very important point for us to understand. 10 years from now, what I will be doing is not destined. The way we are exercising our free will now in present will change our destiny. Because the Lord knows the past, because the Lord knows how I am exercising my free will in present, He also knows the future. Just like you know, you have simulation programs, you can predict, you, meteorological department can predict it's going to rain because of forecast. They have models to simulate. Same way, the Lord, because He knows the past, He is there in our heart, He is witness to all our actions. He knows what we are doing in present. So basis that he knows our future and future is not static. We can change our destiny by making the right choices. This question is from Chanchala Saha. Can somebody get moksha by worshipping not Krishna but Lord Shiva as Shiva is God of moksha? There are various devatas which are mentioned in our scriptures, even in the Bhagavad Gita. So by worshipping devatas, we can change our material sukha and dukha. 
but they are not capable of giving us moksha. Moksha is only possible by grace of Lord Vishnu, Lord Krishna, Lord Narayana, which belong to a category called Vishnu Tattva. Devatas can give us some material benedictions, but as far as spiritual emancipation is concerned, it is only possible by Vishnu Tattvas, Narayana, Vishnu, Krishna, Lord Ramachandra, like that. I hope that clarifies. So with this, we come to an end. Thank you for joining us.